My people, this is your neighborhood preacher. Oh man, what a joy to be alive today. I am thrilled always to get in here and do what we do best, uh, neighborhood preacher live in effect. This message is definitely going to be direct. Hey, listen, uh, if you get a chance, tell your neighbor, tell somebody that the neighborhood preacher is on SoundCloud. Big shots to Podcast Center LA. We got the Urban Conservation Corps. We got Highland Boxing in the mix. But listen, we don't pull any tricks. I'm here to do life with you. I'm here to grow in Christ. I pray and believe that you're learning. Uh, last episode uh, was pretty amazing. I enjoyed it. I hope that you're enjoying it. I hope that you're telling somebody about it. But you are my people. We the people, we will succeed. And I'm going to tell you like this, we are a new breed. This is a new generation and a new year. So it's either coming for you or you're coming for it. Uh, listen, last session, last episode, I want to uh, remember or you to remember that we were working on renewing your mind and, uh, and how times, uh, most of the time, we can be childish, set in our ways. And uh, like I said, in the example of, of a child and his toy, please try to go to war with a child and a toy that's not even his. Listen, it's all mine. And sometimes uh, we are exactly the same way. So we learned a lot of uh, cool aspects of being a child and how we need to renew our mind with the new uh, aspect of life and learning. And uh, I pray that that uh, enhanced your life. I pray that uh, it caused you to evaluate some things and make some adjustments or some changes, or maybe you're right on track. Uh, but listen, we also covered that there was a war, say war, there was a war going on side, uh, inside of you. Uh, actually, there's also a war going on on the outside. But either way, there's two members at war. You got an inner man. Now, if you are a believer in Christ, now, if you have called on him to cleanse you of your sins and save you from the old life and the past, and you want to dedicate yourself to Jesus Christ, let me tell you something. Uh, you have an inward man now by the Spirit that has come alive. And in the last episode, it's pretty amazing because we identify the war that is taking place in the flesh and warring against your mind. Come on now. Listen, no matter who you are or where you come from, there is always a war and the battle is in the mind. And it's trying to make our flesh uh, slaves uh, to sin, definitely. And uh, Paul, the apostle, said, the things that I want to do, I find myself not doing. And the things that I want to practice, I find that I'm not doing it. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will save me from this body of death? Listen, I think a lot of times we go through these downfalls in life, and until you're able to renew your mind with uh, the truth and the word of and the power of God, you're always going to stay in that defeated place, or you're going to keep revisiting that repeated rut in your mind. Again, the battle is in the mind. I hope you're enjoying Neighborhood Preacher Podcast. Uh, I am just thrilled always to be here. Uh, I believe you guys are my people. I'm here to serve. I am here to uh, listen to you. Hopefully, uh, you're taking notes. I pray that uh, you're praying for me and my family. Uh, I also uh, ask that, listen, you can leave your comments. Check out my GoFundMe page uh, as well. We'll probably have that uh, in the link on SoundCloud. But we're getting ready to go on uh, all platforms here pretty soon, possibly YouTube Live. Uh, but listen, God is doing big things, not just in my life 
but right where you're at. It may look as simple as you uh, wrenching on a car right now. It might be uh, you at your house uh, folding some clothes. It, it, it could be anywhere that you are. Guess what? I'm there. I am your neighborhood preacher. I'm in every neighborhood. And if I'm not, I will be soon. So listen, um, we learned last episode that the mind is a battlefield. And Paul uh, the apostle in Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 8, he reminds us to meditate on these things that are noble, things that are pure, things that are praiseworthy, that are just, that, uh, come on, let's just, let's just keep it in a nutshell here. The reality is positivity. You know, the other day I made a comment about a possible job and a real good friend of mine said, hey, look at what you're already saying already. See, a lot of times, you know, the battle in the mind can just come right out of the lips. And it's directing our path, whether we think it is or not. So listen, we got to be careful with what we entertain in our mind. And Paul reminds us to meditate on these things that are of good virtue. I wanted to take you somewhere this week, and I wanted to take you into learning how to walk in the spirit of God. But before I do that, there's something that I've been directed to just just now here. I've been directed to cover and just expose it. Uh, and talking about renewing our mind and the battle that takes place in our mind, I mean, whether it's at our job, whether it's doing the dishes, whether it's at home and relationships. Listen, there is one thing that we all can agree that we experience, and that is fear. Yeah, it's, it might seem like that uh, four-letter curse word, but listen, we all experience fear. And you know what? Um, I don't know if you guys have ever had the chance. Uh, if not, go home whenever you get a chance to do this and watch Saving Private Ryan. I don't know if you've ever watched that movie, but there is a perfect example of a soldier that experiences fear. This soldier not only has been trained, he's got all the gear, he looks really good, he fits the profile, and this soldier goes out into battle, out into war, and you can tell that his heart's not really in it, but, but you can tell that he's overcome <clears throat> with fear. Live and online, it's Dollar Training Club the internet's best safety and risk training for just a buck. Get Dollar Training Club. Spend a buck and get trained up. That's dollartrainingclub.com. Check out the catalog at dollartrainingclub.com. This soldier gets into a situation where he completely freezes. He's hiding out in enemy territory, and all of a sudden, this enemy comes up the stairs and sees him like a coward full of fear. Okay, we're talking about fear. He sees him full of fear, and then here comes the pleading. He wants to try to save his life. He doesn't want to kill the other man. I believe he actually has a gun, and he can shoot this other man, but he doesn't want to because he's paralyzed by fear. The enemy drives a combat knife all the way through his chest, and this part of the movie I hated the most. 
I hated it the most because this man was trained. He had the ability to kill the other man. And I'm not trying to condone killing. What I'm saying is this man was paralyzed by fear from doing something he knew how to do. Sounds like us, right? Doing something he was trained to do. And instead of running to the opposition, he ran from the opposition. I hated this movie. I got up out of my seat and my wife is looking at me some years back when we watched it. She's like, calm down, man. It's just a movie. It's not because that's life. We see this soldier do exactly what he's trained to do. He's in the position to do it and fear overcomes him. And guess what? To me, I would have rather had him die fighting for his life than going out like a coward. Here's a reality. Reality check for us all. We have all given up some fights in life because it seemed too hard. It seemed like fear was paralyzing us. We never stepped out. We never saw what opportunity could have possibly, the possibilities of what could have been the outcome because we were paralyzed by fear. Fear is in the mind. Listen, I hated that movie and that arena or that scene because I couldn't, I couldn't accept this guy going out like that. So now let's flip it. I don't know if you've ever seen Bloodsport, but I love Bloodsport. And especially when Jean-Claude Van Damme at the very, very end of the movie, he's in the ultimate showdown and his opponent, his enemy cheats and throws some powder that blinds his eyes and you see him freaking out with fear. You see him freaking out with uncertainty. You see him just, just paralyzed by, peer for, by fear for a minute. And then he yells and he screams and he comes back to himself. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, my people, listen. It's okay to experience the emotion of fear, but you got to come back to yourself. You can't go out like this any longer. This can't be the rest of your year or your life. This can't be great opportunities that me and you can take. And I'm preaching to myself. This can't be opportunities that we miss because we allow fear to paralyze us. Listen, he regains his sense of of training. He brings his emotions under control. It kind of reminds me of a Navy SEAL. If you ever seen any movies with Navy SEALs, they are in the midst of fearful situations, but they run to the trouble. They run to the fear because they want to dismantle it. They want to bring it to nothing. And there's people who run completely the opposite way. Now, I'm not trying to define two different people here. We are all, we can all have the same opportunity to attack fear and not let it attack us. I want to let you know something. As your neighborhood preacher here, fear is an emotion. I want you to look it up for yourself. Fear is an emotion. It is a belief that something bad or harmful is going to happen. Now, it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened just yet. But fear is an emotion and a belief system 
that you believe something bad or harmful is going to happen. Now, it hasn't took place, but fear is something that we all deal with, especially this time and in this generation. You see, but to let it overcome you and overcome your life is a whole nother aspect and we deal with it. You see, if I, me and you were sitting down watching a scary movie, that's one thing in life for us to have this emotion of fear and this expectancy, you know, that, uh, that, oh, what might happen next? You know, like, like, like who's going to jump out of the closet or behind the door next? You know, that's a completely uh, different arena where we can let fear and the emotions and expectations of something bad or harmful going to happen or take place. But the reality is, is we take these opportunities where we allow fear in a movie and we make movies about our life. We think that something bad, something wrong, something harmful is going to happen all the time. So we never really step out into the opportunity and into the amazing things that God has for us. You see, we do this with our own life. And we can't develop a life and allow situations in our life to be uh, created like we do movies. You see, but oftentimes when we go through life, we're the ones that get the stab in the back. We're the ones that lose the job. We're the ones that run from the situation. We're the ones that you see running in the movie. We're the ones that never arise to the occasion. We're the ones who never get knocked down and get back up with, with eyes that are on fire and a heart like a lion and say, you know what, I'm going to win. A lot of times in our life, we see that we lose in the future because we're paralyzed by fear. It doesn't matter what the situation is. You're already imagining these places in your life right now. You see, because we've accepted this power, which is fear. It's an emotion. We've accepted this emotion it's a feeling. And me and you know, feelings are like the weather. Listen, I can you look at the weather today and it could be different tomorrow. That's our feelings and emotions. Fear is an emotion. You see, no, I don't, I don't want to accept this as your neighborhood preacher. You, my people, listen, no, no, no. This is not the way your story ends. But if you keep writing the script, and I keep writing the script where we allow fear to come into our life. Guess what? We're going to lose every time. You see, I'm going, to be, I'm going to be honest with you. The reality is it still could be Chucky behind the door. And, and we're still going to have to kick him in his face, fight him or run or whatever it is. But listen, you're never going to know what's around the corner unless you step out into courage. See, fear is just the absence of courage. It doesn't mean that you never could have did it. It doesn't mean you weren't qualified. It doesn't mean that, that you weren't going to succeed. It just means that you just had a lack of courage. I use this example a lot, and I'm going to use it again. Do you remember when you first learned how to swim and then you went toward the deep end? Listen, it's called the deep end for a reason, because it's deeper. A lot of times we have these sayings like, well, you always fear what's the unknown. Listen, you're never going to know how good it feels to jump in, especially off the high dive into the deep end of the water until you get out there and dive into the water. See, life is the same way. 
We're either going to run to fear and overcome it, or we're going to let it overcome us. I'm going to tell you right now, if you had a step-by-step booklet on your life's steps, you not only would you still need faith in God, but you would not be able to remove fear because fear is something all of us experience and we have the power, the ability to overcome it. But listen, there is only one step-by-step booklet that I know, and it's the word of God. And I'm going to share that with you today. I love God's word. The Bible says that it is like medicine to our soul. I'm going to tell you right now, it's doing wonders in my life. I pray that it's doing wonders in yours. Let's check out 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. I got to say that one more time. It didn't say that God gave it to you. It said, God has not given us a spirit of fear. See, Google has a definition, and that definition of fear is an emotion, okay? It's a lack of courage. But God himself says it's a spirit. There is a spirit and manner in which you do everything. I could ask you the same question twice and just put a different spirit on it. I could have an attitude on my spirit. I could be directive in my spirit. I could be gentle in my spirit. The bottom line is, God says he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Come on, whoever you are listening to me right now, put that on you. God gave you a, not, this, not the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Listen, we're letting all these bombs go off in our brains because we need to renew our mind and upload our spiritual software. And the reality is, as spiritual software says, this has got an error. This has got a malfunction. This has got a virus. Let's kick this out. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. God says that the spirit, that, the, that fear is a spirit and it's not from him. So listen, you go to the store all the time. It's up to you to, to, to pick and choose what you want off that shelf. I'm here, your neighborhood preacher. You are my people. And I'm telling you right now, I'm for you. And God is for you. And he has not given you the spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. See, there's so much going on in the world right now. You don't need me to remind you of the lists of things that are happening. But the last thing that we need in our life is to cultivate and embrace fear. You see, a lot of times people gain control, even, even, even big, big, big people of control. They gain the control by fear. Now, if I can get you to be fearful just a little bit in a fight, then guess what? I may have the advantage over you. If I can get you to be fearful to take the job when I'm sitting next to you um, because of how I'm dressed, how I conduct myself or whatever it is, guess what? I just might get you to fold. But let me tell you something. I use this example all the time. We go through green lights all the time and, and the opposite sides to us are red. I mean, that's a fearful thing. We're, we're depending on machines and, and electronics to keep these lights a certain color. We all deal with fear, but there's places in life where it doesn't bother us and there's places in life where we overcome it. And then there's places in life where it just makes us fold. Listen, God says it is a spirit. But here's my question to you. Why can't we why can't we learn to use the same power 
and focus that we do when we believe in a fearful circumstance, how come we can't use that same power to believe what God said? I know, I know I'm right there with you. I know that it's challenging us and it's, it's a reality that guess what? We do have the power and the ability to focus on God the same way we do our fear. And here, here's a bottom line. You're not going to get any different return with fear. It doesn't come with something nice. It, 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 it's never a, a good exchange. But see, I want to point out something in this message today. Fear is a twisted faith. See, a lot of times I hear people say, well, I can't have faith. I don't know how to have faith. I don't know how to have faith in God. I don't know. I, I just don't know what it means. You know, it's the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. <laughs> so is that bill that's on its way and you're like, I, I, I just can't pay it. There's no way I can pay it. It's not even here yet. And you got fear because you're believing in the substance of it hoped for that you can't pay it and the evidence of things that are not even seen. It's not even there yet. It's twisted faith. Joshua chapter one, verse nine says, have I not commanded you? This is the word of God. Be strong and of courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed for the Lord God is with you wherever you go. Have I not commanded you? The neighborhood preacher reminds you, you've been commanded to be strong and of courage. Listen, you have just as much power as I do or anybody else to look that thing in the face and whatever is haunting you, whatever is bringing you down, whatever is fearful, whatever whatever is unknown to you. Listen, as much as we do research on Google for everything else and even creating a nice latte, we can create enough information to battle whatever it is that we're going through or facing. Listen, there's a lot of giants in our life. There's a lot of giants, and I'm going to tell you right now, uh, if, if, you, if you know anything about the Bible and you remember the story of King David, he was a little ruddy, skinny dude, and he took a sling and he took a rock and he hit that giant exactly where it hurt. All I'm trying to say is God's word we can stand on. And he's commanded us to be strong and of good courage. He says, do not be afraid nor dismayed for your God is with you wherever you go. But do you believe that? Because see, fear we believe so heavy, so strongly. Can't we use that same ability and believe that God is with us? See, but in renewing your mind, this is is the important part here. You must meditate on God's word, you must read it. And and here it goes. You must meditate on it day and night. There is no other way around that. See, I meditated on a lot of things in life. It produced a lot of things. It produced exactly what I was meditating on. My friends, listen, you must get God's word in front of you because until you download that spiritual software and renewing your mind and what God says about you and for you, it's like you're on shaky ground. You don't have nothing to stand on but the, but the thoughts of the enemy and the thoughts that rip you down and the fear that paralyzes you. Listen, fear does not pay any rent in your mind. It's been there way too long, my brothers and sisters, and I am commanding you to run toward it, look fear in its face, 
and kick it in the butt. It's paying way it's taken way too much from you. It's taken way too much storage and paying nothing in return. It's keeping you from your opportunities. It's keeping you from rising up, from being who you really can be. It's keeping you from knowing what we call the unknown. And you're never going to know it unless you overcome this spirit of fear in your life, no matter what area it is. Maybe it's to be just a better father. Well, I'm just afraid, you know, I'm uh, giving up my time. You know, will it really matter? Yeah, it's going to matter. Well, I'm just afraid, you know, to to train, you know, and and or 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 to step out into this new uh, goal that I have because you know, I mean, you know, what if I fail? What if you fail? So what? <laughs> if you fail, it's better than not doing anything at all. You know, what I've learned at being 40, what I've learned just this little tiny thing is that honestly sometimes it feels good to fail because you know where you're at. And you know what you can do different and you know where to pick yourself up from and say, all right, that's not going to happen again. But if we keep living lives that are comfortable, that, that we allow ourselves to stay in a place of fear, it's constantly going to be that outcome and that road. And honestly, my friends, I don't think you're really going to be satisfied with that. I think I've been called into your life as a voice to tell you, you are something greater, stronger, and better. You know it, and I know it. Listen, rent or uh, fear isn't paying rent. Kick it out. It only makes a situation worse. It only brings in doubt, frustration, and anxiety. See, your enemy, if you, if you have one, it knows the same. That if it can get you to be frustrated, if it can, if, if the enemy can get you to feel anxiety, life itself, man, you just want to fold up, curl up in a ball, close the curtains and go to sleep. We can't live fearful, depressed lives. We must face fear because fear was not given to you by God. It's an emotion An emotion has been something that's allowed you to create this belief system. Now this belief system is what guides your feet, whether to go or not to go. That's not right. You're better than that. Let's look at Philippians like we did uh, last week, Philippians chapter four, and I'm going to be in verses six through seven and then verse eight, but it says, be anxious for nothing. See, fear makes me real anxious. I don't care who you are. Sometimes fear is a good thing. You know, when I hit the throttle on my Harley, I get a little fearful, man, it makes me focused. But here's the thing. Here's the deal. We can't let fear create the other things like anxiety, anxiousness, right? Doubtful, doubtful. We, we, we're hesitant. Listen, you, 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 you get around somebody who's trained and he's not hesitant. He's get he's hitting you every single time. He's not fearful. So we got to get past these places in fear and look at verse six it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything. It didn't say in some things. It did not say in a little thing. It said in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God. 
See, after we do that, it says the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Listen, you're not getting the peace of God until you in everything, okay? Say that to somebody. In everything I got to pray about. In everything I got to give my supplications and my requests to God with thanksgiving. Then I can receive this guard, this peace that guards my heart and my mind. See, we need that. Listen, I'm telling you right now, you can't do this alone. And you can't do it the way that we've been doing it. We have to renew our mind to know that God wants to give us peace that surpasses all understanding. Let's check out verse 8. This is very powerful. It says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, and whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Think on these things. But sometimes we find ourselves meditating on the wrong thing for too long. And guess what? No outcome. We get nothing in return but frustration, anxiety, doubtfulness. Listen, this isn't going to work the way we've been doing it. So what we have to do is understand that God didn't give us a spirit of fear but power, love, and a sound mind. We have to understand that we have the power. Like we have faith in fear. We believe something's going to happen. We can also have faith in God and what he is, his word says is going to happen for our life. You see, but only when we do this and we lay these things and all things and everything at his feet and we pray, God is able to give us peace that surpasses all understanding. I love this scripture in Psalms 27, verse 3. It says, Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war rise up against me. In this I will be confident that God's got me. I don't care what army encamps around me. I'd rather die fighting, believing God, than walk away like a coward. I walked away like a coward in my life way too many times, not doing it again. Look at Psalms Chapter 34, verses 4 and 5, it says, I sought the Lord, and he delivered me from all my fears. You got a deliverer. You have somebody that is going to give you an amazing return of power and confidence. Listen, when you seek the Lord, he will reward you with the confidence to know that an army can encamp around you. A situation can form itself against you. But as you seek the Lord, he will deliver you from all of your fears. Look at John chapter 14, verses 15 through 18. It says, if you love me, Jesus is speaking. He says, keep my commandments. A lot of people say Jesus in my heart. I believe. I love him. Yeah. Okay. Great. Me too. But the bottom line is it's this simple. If you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you sometimes. It says that he may abide with you forever. 
the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. If you're listening to this and you just don't get it, you just don't want it, you shine it off, that's because you're of the world. It doesn't mean that I'm better. It doesn't mean that you're better. It just means that until it, you, you acknowledge Christ as the Son of God, he said, he said this, if you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. And honestly, his commandments are refreshing. They're good. They're good to the body. They're good to the soul. They're strength to the flesh. I'm, I, I haven't had a, a, a bad life following Christ. It's been amazing. He says, I'll pray to the Father. He'll give you another helper that he might abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because neither it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells in you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Look at verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. He's talking to his apostles, but he leaves this message for us. He says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things I said to you in his word. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world, not as the world gives to you, but let your heart not be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I mean, how much more do we need than precious Jesus, strong and mighty is Jesus. And he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives that do I give to you. He says, but let your heart not be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Listen, Jesus Christ has overcome the world. It's up to us to embrace him, embrace his word, and live by it the same way we put power and energy in fear. He says, peace I leave with you, not like the world. He says, let your hearts not be troubled. Do not let it be afraid. And in this time and in this generation, we can be more than conquerors if we would just embrace by faith, the same faith we have in fear, we can put our faith in his word and i'm guaranteeing you right now his word will not fail listen it's time for you to rise up it's time for you to face your fears it's time for you to hit them head on this year you're my people i love you dearly i ask that you find it in your heart to go over this pass it on to somebody your neighborhood preacher Listen, we're always live in effect. I'll be back next week coming for you, coming for this life, and together we're going to grow in Christ. Listen, I appreciate you. Thank you for trusting me to give you the word. Thank you for trusting me to send to your friends and your family. Listen, let's keep this thing up. This year, we're either coming for it or it's coming for us. Stay up, stay prayed up, neighborhood preacher. 